Welcome to the Baseline Feed, where we invite aspiring writers and voiceover talent to showcase their abilities and kickstart a career in the exciting audio drama industry. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Baseline Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Wood. Before we get to our episode, I would like to share a few things with you. We established this podcast to serve as a baseline for aspiring authors and voice talent. If you are interested in trying your hand at either, we would love to work with you. Go ahead and send an email to baselinefeedpod at gmail.com with your story and or a voice demo. We have received such overwhelming support for this project, and we cannot thank you enough. If you enjoy what we're doing here, please feel free to leave us a review and a rating, along with hitting that follow button. I would also like to highlight our voice actors and our writer. Every story comes from somewhere, and today we're bringing you the first part of a thrilling two-part tale submitted to us by Katie Tatry. Not only did she write this story for us, she's featured as the voice for the main character, Laura. She's joined by Carrie Taylor, Robert Knott, Evan Jaffe, and Jason Wilson. You all remember that joke a few years back, to storm a certain desert facility? We'll explore how much of a headache that little joke was for everyone involved in The Worst of the Worst, Part 1. The prisoner shuffled into the room for his daily exam, his hands handcuffed in front of him, feet in shackles as well. The man was terminally ill, but still had a deadly past. Prisoner DECA6874 was known to the general populace as the Zodiac Killer, and they believed the man to be dead. He would be soon if the lab results that had come back were to be believed. Stomach cancer that had spread to the lymph nodes, guards flanked at either side, the prisoner was escorted to the exam bed, and the nurse began the routine. Today, everyone was quiet. The guards didn't greet the nurse. The prisoner didn't even say hello, likely sensing the tension. There had been no word from the perimeter, but Captain Laura Grayson was certain there was a great deal of tension happening, all because of some joke group to storm the facility. Focusing back on the task at hand, she began taking the prisoner's vitals, checking the elderly man's lymph nodes at his neck and making notes. He was quiet throughout the procedure, and Laura noted he was staring at the wall behind her. She frowned slightly and started to glance behind her to see what had drawn his attention when he snarled and launched himself at her. Laura let out a surprised cry as her head slammed into the counter between the wall and the exam bed. It took a few seconds before her vision cleared and she fought to blink her eyes, but found herself unable to breathe. The inmate's fingers dug into her throat. Deep enough, his nails broke the skin and her eyes watered with the brute force. She was shocked he had so much strength given his illness. Her hands grabbed at his wrists as she heard the guards moving, realized it had been only seconds, and before the shots rang out, the Zodiac Killer leaned down and whispered in her ear. It begins with me. 
The gunshots rang out, deafening in the small room, and his body slumped into hers for an instant before the inmate was pulled off. <coughs> Laura lay blinking at the ceiling for a few seconds, the blood rushing through her ears before she heard it. At first, she thought it was the medical alarm. The guards would have pushed it when she was attacked, but the blaring sound was deeper, longer, more insistent. That alarm could only mean one thing. The prisoners were rioting at Area 51, and they were loose. Babe, I just think you should take a few days off. You know I can't, Nick. I know you're worried about the whole Facebook group thing, but I'm not. She watched him frown at her as he came over to wrap his arms around her waist. Laura knew that he likely knew more about what was going on with the planned storming of the base than she had quickly glanced at. But it was his job with the government to look more intensely into these kinds of things. Laura, please, take this seriously. The entire town is book solid. The motels, Airbnbs, bed and breakfasts, everything. We're bringing in extra men just in case the base needs backup. Now, I know you're not up on the line, but you deal with enough shit down in the hole as it is. And I don't like the idea of you being trapped and not able to get out if these idiots blockade the perimeter. She knew he was former military and was well aware of how Area 51 worked. Nick had been brought in as a civilian advisor once he finished his tour. His main area of focus was to help keep the general population blissfully unaware of what the base actually was, and Laura knew Nick was less than pleased with the plan to storm the base. Though it had begun as a joke, they both knew too many people would take it seriously and could cause a headache for everyone. I'll be careful and I'll be safe. It'll be a normal day at work, I promise. I'll probably be bored. Captain? Captain Grayson? Laura heard the guard calling her name, but as she started to sit up, a wave of nausea overcame her. She rolled to her side, away from the body and wretch, her head throbbing. Running the back of her hand over her mouth, she grabbed the counter to pull herself to her feet and met the eyes of the men watching her closely. Um, sorry. How badly are you hurt, Captain? Concussion, I'm fairly certain. She grabbed gauze from the cupboard and held it to her head, fighting the winds that wanted to erupt, and turned when the other guard hung up the phone. Situation? So far, the perimeter is secure, but prisoners are out. How many isn't certain? You need to get to Central, and we need to join our coordinating officer to start searching unit by unit. Give me a weapon. I am not heading out there unarmed, gentlemen. Sidearm. Now. You're passing by the armory to meet up with your CO. You can get another. I'm going in the opposite direction. All right. How long before you're able to go? She grabbed supplies and quickly taped the head wound closed, the best she could do under the circumstances. Laura worried the quick movements made her dizzy and unbalanced, but knew she couldn't stay in the hole. Swallowing hard, she fought another wave of nausea and turned to the guards, taking the handgun. Laura checked the safety and magazine, then let out a long breath. Let's go. I'll lock the door behind us. She locked the door, sealing the body inside. 
in the corridor, the alarms were louder, echoing inside Laura's head incessantly, and she nodded to the guards. Go. I'll see you when it's all done, guys. She watched the men head off, blew out a long breath, and started in the opposite direction. Laura stopped at another door, debated, and glanced around her briefly before unlocking the door and stepping inside. She locked the door behind her and felt her muscles relax slightly. She was in her office. On the desk, she pressed a button on the phone and let it ring as she sat, pulled out a better mirror, and checked her pupils with a pen light. They reacted, though not as well as she would like. Central. This is Captain Grayson. Laura, it's Dr. Bolton. You're still in the medical wing? Are the prisoner guards still with you? No, they went to report to their coordinating officer. GCDW 1876 is down. Vitals absent and door secured behind me. I'm in my office. Any chance of a two-man team being sent down to my location for an escort? I have Major Collins here with me, Laura. What's the status? What happened when the prisoner went down? She leaned back in her chair and thought carefully over what had happened. She knew she was not just reporting the details to her boss, but also the head of security. She gave a quick recap. I thought it was a mild concussion, but I'm beginning to reconsider how mild. They don't have the manpower to spare right now, Laura. All the teams are sweeping the base. So you have two options. Hunker down in your office and wait this out. But right now, there's no timeline on how long until they can spare people to come and get you out. Or... If you can manage it right now, make your way here. I can have Collins advise the team out there that you'll be on your way back and to keep their eyes open for you. Laura thought over both options. Central was nearly a mile away through a labyrinth of passages. She looked up at the ceiling. Are there any units secure? If I make it to their guard stations, are there escape routes to you an option? They can't guarantee any unit is fully secure right now. No. Your best option is to make your way directly here. I'm sorry. Laura closed her eyes and let out a long breath, resigned. Tell the men not to shoot me, please. And I'll try to take out any prisoner I can on my way. Understood. Do you have a radio in your office? I have my cell phone with a Bluetooth earpiece. But once I leave my office, we both know reception is shit this far down. If I find a team with a spare radio, I'll take one. But beyond that, I'll see you when I see you. Good luck. Laura hung up and stared at the phone for a second, then dialed. She waited, knowing she shouldn't be wasting the time, but wanting to hear his voice. Hey, this is Nick. You know what to do. Even the short message made her smile, and she licked her lips as she tried to keep her voice steady. Hey, sweetie. So, I'm sure by the time you get this, you'll already know what's going on down here. It's probably why you're not answering the phone, to be honest. I'm hurt, but I'm okay. Right now, I'm in my office, but I have to try to make it to Central, and I'm on my own. Laura paused and pressed her fingers to her lips fighting to remain calm. I love you. I wanted to make sure I told you that. I couldn't remember if I said that before I left for work this morning, you know? And, uh, and I wanted to make sure you knew that. 
I'm muting my phone. Not that I have any reception down here in the hole, but I can't take any risks when I'm moving through the hallways. I'll, uh, I'll call you when I reach Central. I love you, Nick. I really do. Hanging up, Laura wiped at the tears she knew had fallen and straightened, pushing to her feet slowly. She waited a few seconds that felt like an eternity for the wave of vertigo to pass. Swallowing past nausea, knowing both were signs she needed to be looked at, and soon. Muting her cell, she tucked it into a pocket and buttoned it closed, grabbed the handgun and keys, and made her way carefully to the door. She checked the hallway cautiously and didn't see anyone. The prisoners would have to make it past locked doors to come down here. But since Laura did not know how they made it out of their cells in the first place, she wanted to be careful. Blowing out a long breath, Laura checked up and down the hallway and headed to the end where she let herself out into the main corridor. Sounds of a fight could be heard not far away in the direction she needed to go. Trapped underground, one mile to central control, Injured and possibly meeting up with the United States' deadliest serial killers escaped from their cells. Freaking fantastic. Not your typical day at Area 51. Nick was right. I should have stayed home. Unfortunately, we'll have to leave you in suspense about Laura's treacherous journey. We close by giving credit where credit is due, to our author and voice talent. The Worst of the Worst was written and submitted by Katie Tatry. Narration was by Evan Jaffe. Laura was voiced by Katie Tatry. Dr. Bolton was voiced by Carrie Taylor. Nick was voiced by Jason Wilson. Prisoner Escort was voiced by Robert Knott. Sound design was by Tanner Wood. Episode artwork and music arrangements by C.M. Peters. Once again, we'd like to highlight the opportunity to submit a story to us for upcoming seasons. It must be fiction, preferably around 2,500 words. Almost any genre is welcome. More details are on our Twitter, at BaselineFeedPod. And you can submit your stories to our Gmail account. Or reach out to us there about being part of our voice talent. We hope to see you in two weeks with The Worst of the Worst Part 2, where we follow Laura's harrowing trek to Central. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Baseline Feed. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. For more information, check out our Twitter at BaselineFeedPod or reach us at BaselineFeedPod at gmail.com.